Are you recording right now, kid? Yeah. You want to talk about stuff? Sure. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about life? How you been? I'm alright, you? Fucking just, you know, me. Making my millions. Low key, keep my head down. Let's make sure you're in the shot this time. That'd be nice. Because I noticed you've been trying to get me out of these shots. Well, I've slowly been fading you out, you know. People ain't going to have it. The, pe the people aren't going to have it. Just checking out uh, our fucking Instagram. Seeing what uh, what have we been posting. Besides our boy Ben Pollock just murdering the fight. 750 for five. You see that? Yeah. 750 for five. So what was the deadlift record? Fucking Ed Cohen's. Or, oh, sorry, Yuri Belkins. It was eight. So he's pulling 750 for five. How is that not? Different different weight classes, so. He's bigger now? Oh, well, ben yeah, was he did Ben was competing 181. Yeah, 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 that's true. So, and he's not 181 now. No, he went for the 800 pole. Yeah, at 181. True. When he cuts, he won't be quite so. But he's probably push, pushing back up, because remember, he competes at 181 and 198. So he's probably pumping back up to the 198 again. More than likely. He looks jacked up to act up, bodied up. Like a motherfucker. And our boy... Uh, well, that's pretty abnormal for him. Usually, and our boy he's just, usually he's just a fat slob. I know. Usually a fat slob. And um, our boy Eric Lillybridge pulling uh, 870. Not bad. Oh! Nikki Guns. Hello. Smashed some shit. Yeah. Had a national, like... What'd she, she pulled 474. I think she took uh, a squat and deadlift record, didn't she? Squatted. What the hell did she squat? She bench pressed 220. Yeah. Um, I, th I think her two records, I think she had either two or three records. I think she took squat, deadlift, and total. I'll tell you what she's squatting right now because we've been posting the hell out of her. Where is she now? Yeah, Nikki Guns was killing it. Straight murdering foes. And Maria T is absolutely, here's another thing that got people excited. I think Maria T might be Canada's first IPF Open World Champion. I don't want to jinx her. Not that I got the power to jinx people like that. If I did, I'd say I'm going to have a million dollars. All right. Did you mean to send this to me? 424. Right. Nikki Guns just squatted 424. What did I send you? Dick pic? That was supposed to go. No, that was you. Oh. Dick pic. Big ass. Yeah. One of those motherfuckers? Yeah. <laughs> you got that? That was, that was you. Well, I told you. All I want to know is why you're not doing the editing if you're not going to Photoshop. Uncut. <laughs> that's, that's raw. That's raw. That's classic. That's fucking beating raw, bud. That's not, I just want to brighten your day every now and then. So that's a nice jacket. Where did you get that from? Oh, I thank you for no. You noticed. You know me. Low key. Head down. Humble. I just want to spend my millions. Got a big ass dick trying to make, make fucking, you know, keep, my, keep to myself. I'm not trying to, I'm not out for attention. Canadian national team member. Six pack lap of that. Fucking go to the grocery store. Want to get in and out 20 minutes. I end up staying there an hour and a half autographs. That's life. That's life when you're on the national team, when you're a celebrity. Right? Probably the so probably first I, time you signed your name in a long time. If I, was, if I was late today, if I'm late any day, this is probably why. I don't fucking break it up very often. Just when I'm doing, you know, laundry, groceries, running around the neighborhood, whatever. That's it. That's it. Because I'm not trying to attract attention. I'm not about that life. You sleep in it, don't you? I'm very humble. I'm very humble. You're sleeping in it, are you? Only the jacket. <laughs> Bare bottom. <laughs> Walk around the house like that. That's humble. Crazy. You know me, I'm humble. No, for attention, that's not why I do things. So, the other one we talked about is Bryce. 
breaking the CPU record, which is all-time Canadian deadlift All-time Canadian, and he's a 105. Pull. 105 kilo, he, for those who don't know, he, Bryce. But, but he didn't compete 105. He, compete, oh. he competed, he was... Bryce, one, 230 body weight. He was 108. Oh, shit. How big is that? I, really, I thought he was 230 body weight. Are you no, absolutely certain? Positive. He Let me see this. I'm almost positive, dude. He competed 108. He didn't oh, make the oh. 105. He went from positive to almost positive. But either way, he broke... The biggest... Biggest deadlift. deadlift in Canada's history in any weight class. See, we posted it's in the 105 weight class. Okay. Yeah, well, fuck. Just right on the spot. I gotta re. I gotta change that. Oh, I was correct. <laughs> okay, be home. <laughs> Take a cue from me and be home. Okay, I'm the first one to say when I'm wrong. I'm, I'm the first one to say when you're wrong, too. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I posted I think this might have been you. I don't, I don't so 120. So he's 108. If there's, there's a, saying, if, there, if there's an error in it, it would have been you. People said in this, that's an unofficial world record. Holy shit. Well, I know he's broken world records of 105 for a deadlift. Is it? That's what some people are saying right here. I'll check that shit out right now. 105, though. What about... Uh... Well, no, so this is 120. This is a 120 unofficial world record is what people are saying. What's, what's Eric Willis' poll? He's not in the 800s. No, he's not. He's not in the 800s. The, first, the only other Canadian to, to pull in the 800s was that one big-ass Jason Bernie dude. Dude looks like a fucking gorilla. He's the only guy to ever pull in the 800s. Fact. I'm going to check this shit out right now. IPF World Records, 120. So this is kind of exciting. Now, not a lot of people talk about Bryce in the battle of the 105s. Is he not going to the World Championships? I have a feeling he's not. God damn it. Somebody said he was. Well, we're about to find out, aren't we? I haven't seen him post anything about it. Deadlift World Records open in the 120. 387.5. What did he pull? So what the fuck are people talking about? <laughs> Wait, nope, this is equipped. Aha! That kind of makes a difference, doesn't it? But he's not 105. 120. 172, or 372. He pulled 375. That is, uh, and that's in the 120. 120 he's, kilo weight class. Yeah, so that is an unofficial world record. God damn! And he only weighed 108. And he's barely a 120. He's a water cut away from 105. The guy's a beast. The guy's a beast. Yeah. Now that being said, in the 105, we know the deadlift king is in there, and that's the Verbecki. Good stuff, Verbecki from Poland. Ain't nobody out pulling him. No. Bryce can't pull that guy. Because he's pulling close to 9, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think he's missed close to 9 a few times now. Christoph Verbecki, he pulled 390. A weight class below. 390. God damn, that guy's a deadlift machine. He's, he's looking at 400. So that's, that's 858. So, and uh, that's obviously a clean 400 is 880 or 881 or whatever. So, But anyways, I'm going to check the nominations. But think about that. That's only 30 pounds. It's not crazy, especially that high in percentage right? It's not the craziest. But Rebecca's not exactly standing still like a statue. This guy's moving forward, too. But neither, neither is Bryce right now, though, either. Bryce's numbers have been going up ever since he's... It's, and it's Hook, man. Ever since he went into Hook Rip, it's, his numbers are flying. Kid's Canadian. Because that poll he pulled for, for an unofficial 
world, be, like, I mean, it's hard to tell with any lifter, but it looked like he had still quite a bit more left on that. Like, it wasn't, you didn't see the no, leg yeah, shaking, yeah, yeah. you didn't see a big yeah, fight. Yeah. Like, that thing came up pretty clean. Fair enough. I'm just looking at the 105s and the World Championships IPF and see if this cat is in the mix. If he isn't. So, Christoph is there. We have our boy Garrett Blevins. Screaming Manuel and Bryce, and that is literally the order of their nominations, which is crazy that Bryce is coming in fourth when he was the IPF world record breaker in total previously. Now he's in fourth. You know what's crazy? One of these fucking guys is going to walk away without a medal. All those guys are world class. One of those guys walking away without a medal. How the fuck is that possible? And all of them are like world total world actually, record breakers. Actually, you know... Out of four, yeah, I guess out of four guys, one of them will walk away without a total. But, I mean, each one of them ha is good at a different lift, so they may all take a different record on a different lift, right? Well, one of them's going to walk away without, yeah, total medal. Yeah, I bet you, well, it'd be crazy if one of them doesn't walk away with a medal, period, in okay. any event. But and that could happen. But, but here's the thing, it'd be even crazier if each one of them took a medal in a class and one takes the overall but no medal in a class. He's just consistent. And that'd be tougher because if you're fourth consistently, but, but you fourth, got you got you got a big squatter, you got a big bencher, and you got a big deadlifter. Yeah, you got a monster deadlifter. Yeah, well, fuck, you got a monster everything. Yeah, it's true. Rebecca's gonna out deadlift all these cats. He'll out deadlift anybody. But so um, yeah, I'm just checking here. Our boy Bryce from Canada is not going to the World Championships. That kind of sucks. Cause imagine the battle of the 105s with that cat in there, dude. The battle of the 105s would be epic. Top five would be like. Anyone in the top five would be potential world champion. Because last year he was a world, he was a silver medalist. Well, it depends on. It would all depend on the day. Who's injured? Yeah. Who's feeling yeah. good? Who had a good cut? Well, you miss. You miss one lift. Yeah. And you fall behind. It's over. And now you're. It could be. If you have to move forward with your second squat, your second you, day, you miss a lift. Your mental game's got to be some fucking strong because you're going to be chasing lifts all day. Like yeah. you, you got to play somebody fell behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, uh, hopefully someone else does as well. Yeah. And then if someone else misses a lift and you didn't. Now you're like, oh shit, I just got to play my game tight, not miss any lifts. I'm already ahead, like 20 kilo. I don't have to out-squat dead bench this guy now. I just got to hit within reason and, and play, it tight, play a tight game. Now it's all, all the pressure on him. He's got to go crazy with the dead bench. I don't. It, it's huge if the guy's neck and neck with you, he misses a lift. It's like the John Hack, Brett Gibbs situation with the IPF Worlds last year. As soon as, as, soon as they stepped forward and um, Gibbs was behind because he started missing squats, Fuck, man. John just had to stay in the course. He'd have to go crazy with his dead. He'd need to go crazy with dead bench. He's had to keep a tight game, not miss any lifts. The other cat already has. Don't fucking miss. Well, I mean, you're, go, you're going for the king. Don't miss. The, the, the difference is five for nine, nine for nine. Because I think Gibbs went five for nine last year at Worlds. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, I mean, he probably, even his best nine for nine, he probably was going to beat Hack. I mean, it's a year's gone by, and he just chipped him by one kilo. And that's a year of progress, one kilo. He just chipped Hack's record from a year ago. So he probably on that day wasn't, even if you went nine for nine, wasn't going to win. But the point is, um, when it's that tight, you, you know, it just makes it a lot more stressful. You really have no choice. Like, if, if your chances were low, 20%, now they're fucking nothing. You know, now it's like, oh, God, I'm going out of my shield. And, and Gibbs is, he's a warrior. He'll go on his shield. He pulled for the win. Had it up to his fucking, past his knees, yeah. if I remember correctly. his past his knees. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to try. But it just makes it, you know, a galleon effort. And the other one we'll throw out there was... Uh... Jessica's pole. Jessica Ben uh, uh, Bowen Butner. Uh, Butner, yeah, yeah. That was that was. Jessica Butner's. Uh, we're gonna share that one too. Holy shit, she almost. That's an unofficial world record too. No. That would have been an eight pound over unofficial world record. I yeah. mean, she's not going to worlds this year, which is a shame also, that yeah. she's not going to be in there. She's another. She's Canada's. And, she and you know what? I was I was thinking about it too, and I wish, 
I, if, I mean, that was an imitation of the War of the West, so I get why she went. It's close to home. Like, it's, it's literally, she's Scotch one. It's in Regina. But it would have been really neat to see her come into the Toronto Pro Show because she would have had a chance to take that world record without going to Worlds. No shit. Right? And she, she and the thing was, she, the worst part was, she got that lift. It was just a little bobble. Yeah. Yeah, she went up, down. That was a hell of a fight. Like, she she's just, strong as shit. She's crazy strong. And she's 72 kilo abs like she's gonna walk on stage yeah like she's jacked up to act up you know no uh no skinny champions her yeah i'm just looking at the nominations here heavyweights yeah ray jezza kelly no. yeah you know before you blow that one off that's that's one i actually want to see because there's a the one thing on there that i really want to see is i want to see jezza and ray go against each other I know Jezza, the total isn't going to be there, but Jezza and Ray's squad, I mean, Ray's known for that squad, but I, I'm really waiting to see what because well, Jezza's no joke. I think the thing. bigger battle is going to be between Jezza and Kelly. They're, they're five for, kilo in total. In five total, kilo yeah. Part, five kilo. Yeah. And we're talking 1,025, 1,020. Five kilo on 1,020 is 0.00, like it's nothing. They're basically the exact same. Well, I think Jezza's got him on the squad. Uh, Kelly's definitely got him on the bench. He's got him on the squat. Kelly's got him on the bench, and Kelly's got him on the deck. Yeah, for now. So we're gonna. We don't. But, but you know the the problem with Jezza is Jezza doesn't post shit, so it's hard to see what he's doing. You never know where he's at coming into this. Like yeah. if he the guys making improvements. I mean, I mean the guy the guy front squats eight eighty. Yeah. Like, like you know if he puts his mind into something else like yeah, that's a little bit of a piss off. Hey, how the fuck you front squat eight eighty like that? He front squats people's total. And then looking at the uh, 93s, um, okay, well, David Ricks is, is third nomination. That's crazy. David Ricks, 50, is he 57 now, 58? 57, 58. And he's coming in in third place right now in terms of nominations. Holy fuck. Who's first on that? I'm going to butcher this Ukrainian's name. Novopismeni Anatoly. Anatoly. Who's second? I'm going to butcher this motherfucker's name from Kazakhstan. Smagunov Yarlin. Where's Norris at? Uh, no, Jesse Norris ain't going. He's injured apparently or some shit like that. Oh. He never goes to the world, man. He never does international competitions. Has he ever done Arnold's even? Probably. Uh, back in the day, he went to like junior, sub-junior worlds when he was still equipped. Back in the day. He's never gone to the classic worlds. Which is crazy. So, a couple questions though. The defending, so the defending world champion in 93 from the Ukraine... Where the hell is he? Is he not going no more? He was. He must have pulled out. And this dude, this young Ukrainian, because he's ahead of the young Ukrainian. So this, there's two dudes from Ukraine. This cat is born in 96, young as fuck, but he's, he's, he's like the next thing. He's the next big thing in Europe, and he's probably going to win. Well, he's the favorite to win the world. He's 21. He's 21. He's a kid. He's a fucking kid. He's like a John Hack situation. He's even younger than Hack was. He's a kid. Jesus Christ. Exactly. He is Jesus Christ. You're well said. As <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ, a powerlifter. And um, but the, the the defending world champion, the 43 year old, what the hell was his name? He's also from Ukraine. Like he, he's literally twice this kid's age, and he was just chipping in a little bit heavier a total than him. He apparently pulled out, mate, because I don't see him on here no more. People watching are probably know the story. Well, holler ass and let us fucking know. But um, it's gonna be a scrap because the guy from Kazakhstan's only three kilo less. And then our boy uh, David Ricks is only 13 kilo less than, than the first place nomination. And you know that guy, go, he going to fight for it. 13 kilos, nothing on eight. When you're talking, eight, 830 kilo. 13, again, 13 kilo is, 
That's one lift. Well, the, the That's one lift. <clears throat> the thing about him is you can never count him out because if it comes down to the end of it and it's going to be a fight, you know that old man's going to put it in there, right? Like, <laughs> he's, he's got a lot of fight he's, in him. Yeah, man. He, that old man's he, got a lot of fight in him. He's, he's, going, he's going out on, on his shield. There's no yeah. doubt. Like, he's he's going to, he'll scare the shit out of anybody coming against him. It's weird, man. When you watch Steven Ricks, uh, I seen him at the last Worlds when I was commentating, and he seems almost aloof to the pressure. Like he doesn't even, uh, maybe it's because he's been in it so long. He doesn't well, four years of competing, yeah. probably, yeah. you know? He probably like, is just kind of like, because there isn't really that much pressure. He's already a god walking around here. People already think if he finishes top five, doesn't even get a middle base, top five in the world, that's amazing at his age. What kind of pressure does he have? But I He think, can't let people down. Yeah, but I think he, he just, well, I mean, every lift for him is a fight when you watch it. Like, that's the crazy part. Like, everything looks like the fight of his life, and I think that's why the crowd loves him, too, is that it, it's... And nothing goes up clean. Like, it yeah, just, yeah, yeah. he just has a fight, but he gets through every freaking lift. Yeah. Uh, he's a warrior. Honestly, he's like the sentimental favorite for sure. If he won, people lose their damn mind. Can you imagine David Ricks won? And look, he's only 13 kilo off the top nomination. That's nothing. When you're talking into the 800s, that's fractions. Well, the, so well, he, he could, if he wins, this is like George, this is bigger than George Foreman when George Foreman won the title. This, this man is like, George Foreman is a kid compared to what this guy's coming well, in. Well, the thing is that, is that, he keeps like it's not like he's digressing. His, he keeps yeah, no, that's, like, that's, that's the crazy he's, part. He's, he, hey, let me, let me tell you something. He's just coming into his prime. Yeah, he's peaking now. <laughs> All right, let, let me keep it moving. And uh, Borislav Adov uh, is coming in six. I just want to shout him out. And a boy, McLean, LS McLean, he's coming in fourth. And he's LS McLean, monster bencher, uh, silver medals of the world benches. He's he's not far off. He's about fifteen kilo behind David Ricks in total. Fuck somebody. Alice McLean. I don't think Alice McLean's doing world so. No, yes, he's there. I, I, I got him here. He's in the pro show too. That's why you're saying that. But I could have swore he he. Is he pulled out? I thought he, he, he's not off. The hey, list. you know what? I might might be wrong, but I thought he Crazy. Opted, I thought he opted out and decided to do the pro show instead because it's he's doing a pro show records. in Toronto, an APF pro show, North American for anyone who's who's watching around here. North American uh, federations running the pro show this year in Toronto, and I know he's doing that. And that's crazy fucking close. That's like that's why I'm four or three weeks. He it. might have pulled out. What? I, I mean, maybe he's looking at this, telling himself, "Look, it's a cost, man. A lot it's of these it's expensive as shit." I bet you, if he was like, maybe if he was like number one nomination, you'd be a crazy fool not to just throw that money down and go. But he's won medals at Worlds. He's won silver at bench only. He's won, I think, silver or bronze at Worlds or some. Like he's won medals. He's done his damn thing. So if you never have, and this is your opportunity, you can throw down on money. If you have. It's like, well, it's just more of the same, and that's fucking a little bit undercutting more of the same when you're talking about world titles, but still, okay. But, you know, here's the other thing is that it's kind of shitty is that they put the Toronto Pro Show close to the worlds like that because it's just another chance for someone to walk in and break world records, right? And, and having them having them that close together is... I think what they did, though, is, is they're doing a two-offer because one's in Belarus, the other one's in North America. So they're offering the North Americans a second opportunity. If, you're not, if you can't go to Belarus, you can't go to Europe, yeah. here's an, I think that's why. Uh, so, looking at the 93, or sorry, 83, Brett Gibbs is a runaway favorite. And we got, I don't want to butcher names here, but there's a Russian, Alexei Kuzmin, and um, homie from Nauru. And I think Brett Gibbs was telling me, when we were commentating the World Championships last year, I think it was Nauru, he said, powerlifting is actually the national sport. I think it was Nauru. No shit. Uh, I think it was Nauru. I might be wrong. It's one of those countries... And he's like, did you know powerlifting is actually the national sport like hockey is for Canada? It's powerlifting. How freaking crazy is that? And everyone must be a small-ass place full of strong men. That shit, like, strong is probably the national sport for Iceland. And that's Demo, 
Baguga, and he, th those guys are all crazy big deadlifters. They're all, okay, so get this, they're all like deadlifting like within a kilo of each other. Um, but the big, the, so those guys are neck and neck for silver, and then uh, from down the way, you know, it spreads down from there. You know, it's funny, like, we, we bring it up a lot, was a hack skip one. Does Gibbs even have competition coming in this year? Like, who's on his no, big this, 83? this year. Who's, who's big on his, like, because... No, this year he's, he's way far ahead. Most of these, people are within 10, 15 kilo of each other. There's the battle of, like, 93 competitive. Does Cornelius have anyone close to him this year? One sec, I'll float back up. Uh, you know what, I think that Cornelius is probably going to be a one of, runaway favorite for that one. Cornelius, because he's going against... Nah, he's, he's quite a bit. He's like 28 kilo ahead of of uh, Mohamed Bouafi, who was the wor former world champion when Cornelius took him. Yeah, and, and, he's, and he was already like... He's capped out. He's in, he's in his early Bouafi's 40s. in his prime, and I haven't... He's in like, his early 40s. He is, his, his rate of increasing progress in his early 40s is less than Cornelius, who's 10 years younger. And Cornelius is doubling his maxes. Yeah, so it's, he's, he's, he's going to smash his old PRs, his old nomination numbers, which are quite a bit ahead. Now, 105s... Uh, or sorry, 120 is pretty much runaway. 83 is pretty much Gibbs, unless Gibbs does something crazy. And then we, we got the Taylor Atwood and the... Let's look at the 74s right now. So 74s, we got the battle. Um, so Atwood, I thought Atwood was going to be the number one nomination. He's he's in second. The guy number one's from Norway. Igel Beckelund. Probably Beckelund. Uh He's got a 730 nomination. Taylor, I would seven twenty five. We're talking. We're splitting right, hairs. But that, that's awesome. the guy. Isn't that not the guy? He's no, the, well, I thought it was a Belarusian. I thought there was as a Belarusian that he was. Wasn't it supposed to be in his home country when we were talking to him? Where's that cat at now? I don't see any Belarusian in here. I, I know. I've been watching some of Taylor's training. It looks like it's going well for him right now. So, anyways, second nomination tied with um, Atwood is Yoshihiro from Japan. And um, so, man, it looks like, and, and then we got uh, another, a couple Kazakhstan lifters. Kazakhstan's crazy represented at this World Championships. And um, a couple Kazakhstan well, lifters. It's right next door. So they have, yeah, so that's why you're going to have, it's going to, the world's, well, this year, going to look a lot European different. European dominant. Yeah. So anyways, there's a battle at 74, card. You have first nomination, uh, 130 kilo. Two guys, and for second nomination, both have 125 kilo. Nomination. So that's, in terms of first, second, third for those medals overall, crazy tight. Again, crazy tight. So Taylor's going to be battling like a son of a bitch. Let's kick it down one. 66 kilo. Um, Glad kick from Russia. He won it last year. Um, he's a favorite by 10 kilo over Canadian boy. Stephen Cascioli. Stephen Cascioli. Um, I mean, Glad kick's crazy strong. Stephen's strong as shit too. Broke a world record with squats. He's 10 kilo back. That's not un in insurmountable to get past. He's got a chance. He's definitely a medal favorite. Last year, I think he came away without a medal. So, Lutz. He's a medal favorite. Did Lutz bail out of Worlds because he just wore the West, or is Lutz going to Worlds? Let me tell you right now. Connor Lutz. Fuck, he's not in it either. But isn't Connor a junior? No. No, he's definitely not a junior. Okay, so, and then uh, so we have, and then coming in third from Russia, Alexander Colvin. And um, he's he's uh, oh he's only two and a half kilo behind Stefan so um, or Stephen so that, that's that's gonna be a pretty big battle sixty six all of these are pretty tight except for a couple couple and then the fifty nine kilo we have Fedoshenko who's fucking like a hundred kilo ahead 
over a hundred kilo. Ad. That's that's bigger than that's the biggest runaway. You know, it's like one of he's, he's like the Mike Tyson situation where he's so flipping dominant. He just walks in there, walks through guys. It's fun to watch him because he is so incredibly dominant. He was Wilkes is ridiculous. He's like the Wilkes king here and there. He's like almost six hundred. Yeah, so he's so, it's fun to watch to see how how crazy he could be. But you're not going to see battles, and people want to see battles. He's never going to have. The Brett Gibbs hack. Well, look, you, you just never know in, in this lifetime when it's going to happen. I, I will say, yeah, maybe, over but, 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 but I know, but he is dominant. But it's crazy. His, you know, it's it's when you say 100 kilo, people are looking at him for his weight class, whatever. He's got big lifts for yeah. his body weight. Like oh, yeah. it's, it's it's not a joke. Like what he's what no. He's okay, well, well, put it in perspective. He's one kilo off the number one nomination a weight class up. He could conceivably win the 66 kilo. With still staying in his weight class, yeah, he could win. He could win two weight classes same day. That's how fucking dominant he could beat every other guy a weight class up in the world. Let alone his weight class. And the powerlifting weight classes are not small, my friend. No, they're big. They're big jumps. It's not like boxing where it's like five pound difference. We 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 got twenty pound differences in some of our weight classes. Yeah, this dude is. That's why it's fun to watch him on that front. That he's a freak. But you're never going to have that sports need rivals back and forth to make it exciting to watch. Like, oh my God, if he doesn't hit this last deadlift, right? Well, people that will challenge him, the only thing they will ever challenge him on is Wilkes, right? Yeah, and height. But anyways, well, <laughs> lay blow, blow. But the, 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 the big challenge will be that for the thing because uh, Blaine. Blaine Sumner is going against it once it is. They battle back and forth for the Wilkes. That's funny. In equipped. This is, this is the, the class. The, the biggest guy against the smallest guy. For yeah. For, for equipped Wilkes, yeah. This is this will be the classic. Yeah. Um, so let's take a look at the women. I'm looking at the women. Um, 84 kilo plus. Uh, runaway. Uh, our girl, Monica Lowe. Sweet kid. Did commentating with her at the Worlds. Big bench. Big squad. She's, she's, she's just going to kick. She's going to crush everybody. With all due respect. Second nomination is our girl from Canada. Um, Haley, and I don't want to butcher her last name. Kostin Newick. And, um, and she's... she's Pretty far ahead from the Chinese uh, Chinese Tape. And um, so she's a pretty good, solid silver medalist. She's not. She's almost like like she's way far off from Bonica. Bonica, unless Bonica has a terrible day, should be another runaway world champion. And our Canadian, solid lock for the silver medal. Looking into the 84 kilo. What's up, what's up, what's up? They should just turn off. Looking into the 84 kilo, um, the, from the Netherlands, we got a uh, uh, strike who's won, there. <laughs> who's won like several world titles in Sarah Cohen from Canada, who's who's because uh, she's she, is she still a she's born in '95. Yeah, she's still a junior, 22. So the number one, number two nomination, number one nomination is born '73, number two nomination '95. How fucking crazy is that? It's pretty close. <laughs> Dude, that's like a world apart. And then Anna Cassiana from Brazil is um, who is the defending world champion coming in, and she's an absolute lion. So last year it yeah. came down to the last day. Last year, for those who didn't see it, you should watch the highlights. Um, it came down between her and uh, she missed her, she Mr. Second. Mr. Second increased anyways and, and pulled for the win, and obviously... Um, the defending world champ strike from the Netherlands was like, okay, I only have to pull X amount in my third third attempt to win it. 
because she already missed her second. She's probably not like I probably got a lot. I only have to beat her opener now because she's she missed her second. Anna fucking throws on more weight. Nobody thought she was gonna hit it. Crazy fight to lock it out. Hip shaking. Did the funky chicken on the way up and nailed it. It was like probably one of the it was, for the women's. That was probably the, the biggest showdown in the greatest battle we've seen. Like that was that was how that was like movie style ending. It's pretty dramatic stuff. And then you got. Uh, let's go to, let's go to, um, so that's 84, let's go to 72. We got, okay, so 72, a girl, Kimberly Walford, absolute fucking beast. Greatest, maybe one of the greatest of all time. You could argue she's the greatest woman powerlifter of all time. You could. Yep. And, um. And she's, she's, she's not a spring chicken anymore. She's one, no. year, one year away from hitting masters. Yep. And, uh, and so she's got close to 10 years on Isabella von Weisenberg from Sweden. Who's, who's just cat? Who's gaining more and more ground every time? Now, saying this, Kimberly is is she's not, not slowing just, down either. She's not just holding; she's still improving. Yeah, which is scary. Now, looking at this, the nominations: Kimberly's about forty kilo up on Isabella, but how how much can Isabella bridge that gap? It goes Kimberly, Isabella, and then from the U.S., uh, Chelsea Savitt, who's. So is a I like my 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 opinion Isabella still has a lot of room to grow. I think she's yeah. gonna I think she's always gonna keep adding to that squad because that's the lift that she just keeps dominating at. If she can keep chipping at that deadlift, she has a chance. Yeah, it's one thirty. Okay, buddy, so you were saying um you've been powerlifting a year and a half, and some of your lifts, your competition lifts, were you the biggest ones. You can just let him start it over again. Yeah, yeah. That's easier. If you want to okay. start over, Andy. Hey, real, real quick, what's your name? I forgot. Six Pack Lapidat and Randy. Okay. So you can just say Six Pack and Randy. Six Pack and Randy, all right. So you okay. have, yeah, yeah. So I've uh, been powerlifting since, uh, actually the exact date is my first competition was uh, October... 2015 yeah 2015 so um that one i just did like a local meet and um so i've been uh, lifting a year and a half since and my best numbers in the competition are 843 squat uh 2193 i'm oh, sorry 843 squat 507 bench and 843 deadlift for a 2193 total and that's Currently, uh, second. I'm currently second in the world behind uh, Dennis Cornelius, and I think that's a top three all time total. So you did this in just a year and a half. How do you, you were weightlifting before this? No. Yeah. So I, I grew up playing uh, football in high school, and then I played a little bit in college. And after college, I just kept kind of lifting like football style, kind of pretty heavy, and then I got into bodybuilding, uh, bodybuilding for two years, and right at the end of my bodybuilding uh, career, I guess, I started, um, I was just in the gym, mm -hmm. and lifting heavy, just like, I think I was like doing RDLs or something, and these two guys in the gym, uh, they're older, and they've been competing for a long time, they just started talking to me, and um, I've always been really competitive, so I, I they talked to me about competing, and so um, I just I guess semi prep for uh, three three months, and then hit a meet, 
I got hooked. Yeah. Well, when you're that good that quickly, it's pretty easy to get hooked. Be like, oh shit, I think I'm gonna fire my call. Is this like yeah. with the other sports? Where you, did you take to it like this sport? Is this by far like how, how far did you make it in bodybuilding? Uh, I mean, I won like my local first show, and then like second in my in a bigger show. But uh, as far as bodybuilding, I knew it was good. I like the challenge. It's the it's just how tough it is. But um, after a while, you just realize if you if you're realistic, you just realize some people are born to bodybuild and. Um, even if I tried my hardest for years, there's just no way I'll be at the top. Mm-hmm. And I'm so competitive, I want to be the best. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could be, you know, pretty competitive at a, I don't know, state level, I guess, but I don't have the, the tiny waist and all that, the genetics. <laughs> so, um, and I just, I love, you know, I love eating and <laughs> the diet is so hard. And I, I eat really well uh, diet-wise um, 90% of the time anyways, but to lose weight is just so hard for me because in high school, I was already uh, 290. Holy shit, man. How tall are you? Don't tell me you're like 5'4". 5'10", 5'10 and a half. So. Whoa, man. That's a big boy. No shit. You really are that huge Asian guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was already squatting 500. Wow. Uh, I didn't deadlift. I hadn't deadlifted yet. I never deadlifted. I didn't deadlift until I started powerlifting. So, just bench and squat, really. Um, but yeah, when I, you know, I love football. I love. Uh, I played basketball growing up. I love just, you know, I love all sports. Pretty athletic. Um, the bodybuilding is just something I knew I couldn't like excel to the, to where I wanted to be, and I just didn't want to do what it takes to um, to to get to the higher level as far as like just drugs and all that. So. Did you pick up a coach when you first started? Powerlifting? Yes. Not, oh, so after my first meet, it was when I did. So I like to, uh, I guess I'm very, you know, I like to research and, and, and get to know whatever I'm doing very well. So that's when I was, um, you know, I go on one of the websites, forums, uh, lead FTS, juggernaut, all that stuff. And that's when I found where I got to, I guess follow Chad, Wesley Smith, and Juggernaut, and all his articles. And there's just so much free information from them. Mm-hmm. So all their articles, all their YouTube videos, all that, it just it made more sense to me as far as um, like block periodization, doing blocks and phases versus like a more, um, you know, conjugate method. So, and then the, the information was just presented well and easy to follow. So, um, and then that's when I, you know, hired Chad. So not not after my first meet. My first meet, I told that was October 2015. I told 1868. And then that's when I hired Chad for my next meet. And what what was your next meet? What was the biggest meet you've done so far? It uh the Jan, Jan, uh sorry January Fit Expo. Uh, that's when I told 2193. And I did do I did the U.S. Open, but I tore my quad on the opening squad. Oh, shit. Yeah. So how uh, bad is it? How bad is it right now? Like, what are you looking at in terms of injury-wise? How long are you going to be laid up? It's it's actually been exactly a month, and I'm starting to uh, do some bodyweight squats and leg press now. It wasn't a bad tear. Like, honestly, I so I opened with 810, and like three-quarters of the way down, I felt my left quad, like, ripped and tear. But it wasn't painful. I just I just knew it. 
I still came up with it. It wasn't and, painful? No shit? Yeah. No, not I, yet. Just, not yet. It, it felt like, or it sounded like a, a, a unzipping. So, um, <laughs> it didn't pop. So, I would say a little bit of, uh, to squat it up. But then when I started walking off, like it was like, it was painful. So, that's when uh, I just shut it down. And then, but yeah, I just got clear last week and uh, everything feels great as far as I can tell. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of me not pushing too hard, too fast. So. Now you were saying um, one of the reasons you didn't want to continue bodybuilding um, was because of like the drugs they would take. Now if yeah. you lift in the untested, you don't have to answer necessarily, but are do you are you in the untested because of you want to be using certain like drugs for powerlifting or because what's what's your stance on that? Yeah, I mean I'm I'm gonna do what it takes to be the best. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. my with my health in mind, but also I want to compete against the best, you know, whether it's whatever organization it is, whatever the best or the highest number the records are, you know, I don't take away anything from the other federations that the natural federation, all that, they, they're, they're the best too in there, but it's overall, you know, I want to be able to be my best. So with the bodybuilding, it's just that they were in the excess of, or it's just like a full well, it, It's an excess, but even if you take as much as you possibly can you're still not going to be any better you can't change your genetics you can't change yeah, yeah, your yeah, yeah 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 and at the end of the day it's a subject subjective um sport so if someone just doesn't like your your body or your lines and all that and i can't change that um you know i just i just feel like you i'm kind of wasting my time and you're just kind of doing it to you know to win a trophy or a medal <laughs> um, but, but on top of all that, it's it's the the with bodybuilding, it's a daily grind as far as all day, like with your your diet, like every yeah. little calorie, all that, and and then during prep, you're just a, a hermit. You're afraid to go out. It's just yeah. there's no. It's, it's so hard, too hard to balance. With powerlifting, I can still diet, still look good, um, but I can still go out and do stuff and not have to like be so mentally like worried about your little detail that's the one thing with like it's true that like because i have we all have friends if you go to the gym you know people who do like bodybuilding or, or some of these fitness competitions some of the fitness girls and it's like the, the way it dominates your life when you're like dieting to that extent like what it takes to actually be competitive you can't get away from it like you said you carry it with you like you people have like rude fits and it's like it's it's well, you it, see, the, you see the strength losses. You strength see, loss, like, the sacrifice. Like you sacrifice strength, like all the food, like just going out. We went out last night for a couple of cocktails, bite deep with some friends. That shit is just like you were said about being a hermit. That's off the table, literally. No pun intended. Off the table, and it's like we'll just come out, don't eat, don't drink. Yeah, but when everyone's eating and whatever, that's hard when you're starving, man. Like it's, in it, you know, it's people don't realize like. I'm not super into bodybuilding, but the type of discipline these people show is nuts. And we, we do discipline too, but I think for a lot of us, it's easier to go to the gym and just, your job is to kill it in the gym, and you leave the gym and walk away from it. But when it's bodybuilding, you kill it in the gym, leave the gym, and then your whole freaking lifestyle after that is still <laughs> going to be dominated by bodybuilding, right? Yeah, and, and like, 
Every time you look in the mirror, yeah. nothing is good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah, that's the whole other mental side. Like, I don't have that, but I understand how other people <laughs> might. Well, yeah, well, especially when you are dieting down, you're shrinking, and you think you're smaller, and then you're weaker, and all that. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then, like fact. I said, at the end of the day, 99.9% of us will never be at the top or whatever. So um, I just think the the... The investment and sacrifice isn't worth what you get out of it. I don't think hey, you can see. still you can you don't have to compete. You can still look good or be shredded, but not have to like suffer you, to that. You're preaching to the choir, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so obviously you started. Thanks for not laughing about that. So you started um, powerlifting, and um, obviously you took to it. Like this is it's crazy the amount of 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 like your numbers you're putting up just a year and a half in. Did you know that you were this strong? Like when you were bodybuilding, kind of want to brush up on, and I like the fact that you've done both, the difference between your bodybuilding training and your powerlifting training. And did you have any inclination when you were bodybuilding, and you, you, you were probably squatting deading, but I'll let you tell your own story. Did you realize, holy shit, I think I'm pretty strong? Because it's nuts. A year and a half in, for you to be top three all time is, is pretty crazy, man. Yeah, well, so... I'm really known for my quads. My I, my my legs have measured up to 34 inches. Oh, so I've had huge that's legs. That's my waist, so. by the way. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> or that's more so, than my waist. But go ahead. Yeah. So as far as I was bodybuilding, I would always squat and do leg press and all that way more than anybody bodybuilding or powerlifting already. And so I knew I had a strength. Uh, I was stronger that way. Um, but then, you know, for like or upper body, like benching and stuff, I never went too heavy. But even though we're doing like higher reps, like 8 to 10 to 12 most of the time, there's times when you go down to like 6 and 5 reps. And when I was doing that, I was still going pretty heavy. And obviously anytime I'm in a commercial gym, I'm probably the biggest and strongest guy in there. So, yeah, I had an inkling that I'm, I'm stronger, but not world-class strong. Yeah, but then you know, after my first meet, when I told eighteen sixty eight whatever, and then everyone's telling me like, oh, that's like a good uh, total. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> well, and then, and then, but then I go on the uh, you know powerlifting. Does it take up a, a master scout to have seen that? <laughs> when I go on the powerlifting watch and I look at all the records and who's at the top. I'm like, man, that's so far away. There's no way I can get there, but I want to be. Yeah. And. You know, just it's crazy because after so I competed in October. I hired Chad. Twelve weeks later, I competed in uh, January, and I added 138 10 pounds to my total. So, how, what were some of the differences that Chad had you do? Like initially, um, what were you doing in terms of reps and sets and intensity? And then, what did Chad do to shake that up? Uh, it's just basically, I, I you know, I've been in like a 10 year hypertrophy phase, so. <laughs> Uh, we brought it down to the strength phase, you know, towards the meet. So uh, the thing with Chad, I think the biggest difference is I've never squatted twice a week, and I never deadlifted. So that's big. <laughs> yeah, squatting, you're gonna have to squatting, deadlift. Yeah, yeah. Squatting twice a week, that heavy. Okay, so this is a big. This is this is a be a good one. Um, so bodybuilding wise, I would work up to one, one top set. So it'd be like, let's just say I did 500 for 10. It'd be like one plate, two plate, three plate, four plate, five plates for 10, and then call it, or maybe do a drop set. Mm -hmm. Powerlifting, it's 
four sets of 10 at, you know, 500. Holy so that, shit. that destroyed me. Really? You do? Like, wow, so that's a crazy amount of volume. You putting in volume then, eh? Yeah, and then, so, so I'm saying that's what, with, when I went to switch to powerlifting, that's what Chad had me do. And then that was twice a week. So the first month was miserable, and I didn't <laughs> think I could get over it. But um, but after the second, third week, I, I, I adjusted to the, the volume and the endurance. And, you know, just squatting for me, it, it, with the weight I use and the size of my legs, it takes a lot to recover. But, you know, as I got better with that, um, you know, obviously I got used to it. And then um, I guess going to a strength phase, I've never done that little reps for that many sets and for that long of a, of a period. And so then obviously the, the peaking stuff. Can you bring too. us into that in terms of um, what were the rep ranges? Once you, so you had your volume phase and you're obviously putting in mad work with the volume phase. When you started petering down towards a contest and, and you're getting closer to like the final six weeks or so, what were kind of the set ranges and how many of the, like the rep ranges in your sets and what did those work, workouts start looking like? Okay, so typically, obviously this is just not super specific, but like, so hypertrophy is 8 to 12 reps. Strength phase, you're going to go most of the time 4 to 6 for like 4 sets. And then um, a peaking would be 1 to 3 reps. Uh, but with peaking with Chad, he has a lot of fatigue management, so you're not always... It's not like linear where it's like three reps this week, then two reps, then one rep. So it's kind of like three, then maybe a lighter week. And so those are the rep ranges. But when we peak, it's probably three sets of uh, one to three reps. And what do you like the best? What phase do you think is easier for you mentally to get in there and start pushing it? Because some people enjoy like the feeling of the pump and the feeling your body gets. And then some people, and they kind of like, it gets daunting, which like, fuck, I got heavy-ass doubles. You get a little nervous, or do you much prefer to just do a double? You hit one, you're like, I'm halfway done my set. <laughs> and then you hit the other, right? What's easier for you? What do you enjoy the best? Uh, none of it's enjoyable. Because, <laughs> all right, obviously when you get a strength stage, it's like, finally, you're not doing like high reps, but still, like, a rep, a set of five is still hard because it's heavy yeah. and, and more than two reps. But I rep better. I do better at reps because of my background. So my first rep is always a little sh shittier than the rest. And this two, three, four or whatever are always way better. I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people. But So I would say like doubles and triples are my favorite. Singles, I'm so... It gives me so much anxiety. I know. You know what? It's funny that you said that, and I'm glad you said that too. Like, when I look at my program, it's easier for me to wrap around my head hitting a high double or a high triple. When you see a single, it's like, fudge, man. Like, you feel like it's a platform-style lift, and you're like, I don't know. Sometimes leading up to a meet is better not to see too much so the door is still wide open for, well, the possibilities are open, right? Whereas, so, but if you're hitting nothing but singles leading up to where it's easier to plan that way because you know what to expect, but it does give you a little bit of anxiety hopping under that bar. Yeah, it's, it's that you just get one shot. But yeah. also, at the end of the day, anytime you're going to new territory, you don't know what's going to happen. So there's always that anxiety. So it's, that's, as I go up, 
or move up in weights and get stronger, that's been the hardest part, actually, is the mental side, is just uh, managing that anxiety and the anticipation and, and not wanting to uh, fail. Do you do you do RPE or do you do percentage um, in terms of programming with Chad? Um, it's kind of both. I, I actually, a lot of times I don't go off Chad's numbers. I go over, but oh, you got busted! I hope Chad's not watching. He doesn't do <laughs> RPE or well, I guess it is percentage, but he also gives me. He actually gives me like a rep range. Okay. Unless it's a peaking phase. So like, if it's a strength phase, he'll be like, it'll be like. Sets of four, and then the range will be like uh, maybe a 40, 50 pound range. Uh, so yeah, yeah. As, long, yeah. as long as I'm hitting in that percentage, we're in that weight range, that's what we want. Yeah. But like, let's say I have four sets, my my first three sets will be within that range, and then depending on how that last set goes, I might just go over. And I know like that's not always the best, you know, but you know, you kind of, I, I know my body after lifting for this long. Mm-hmm. So you gotta kind of just take the good days and go, go take advantage of them and go heavier when you can. And then when you have a shitty day, you just, you know, do what you can. Yeah. Shrug it off. What about when it comes into the heavy singles? Um, how do you approach that? Like, are you, do you do an RB base or once again, is he giving you rep ranges in terms of weight? Um, like he's saying, be within this range and you just try to try to hit it. Well, so there's, that's two different, uh, there's two different approaches because, this past me at the U.S. Open, I was going for the world record in total and and squat. So, if you want to hit these numbers in that meet, then you kind of have to plan backwards from there. Yeah. And you have to hit this number, or you should hit this number in a meet, and then that should, you know, uh, transfer to the meet. But if I'm not going for a record, I'm just trying to build total, get better each time, then it's kind of just, um, it's still, uh, it's more of an RPE, I guess. Um, but with with Chad, like, I agree too. I never, with my coaching, I never want to um, struggle or grind in training. So a lot of people always say, like, all of my lifts look easy or I make it look easy. But it's not easy, but it's also my demeanor. I'm not, I'm not very fired up or uh, yeah, grind much. Yeah, but, but it, I guess I believe that all the peaking, or sorry, all the volume accumulated and the training is so hard that when we finally take away the fatigue, the peaking is that, you know, I peak well in a competition. So. Leading up to the meet, um, is Chad help you on, on that mental aspect in terms of coaching? With like dealing with anxiety and setting up the game plan? Because he's been around, in terms of coaches, He's like top five in the world in terms of the big names. He's he's got you got to feel a little more confident. It's like walking into a fight and you're bringing your big brother. You know what I mean? That's what it feels like if you're gonna bring Chad Wesley because he's been around the block. Everyone knows who he is. Yeah, he he's not the best bedside manner draw rock guy. <laughs> is that right? Why is that? No, you got an it's, example? It's like it's like uh, we'll do better <laughs> or. <laughs> Oh. Get your so shit together, for, man. <laughs> okay, so going up, uh, leading up to LA Fit Expo, I failed all three attempts at 800 plus for deadlift because I don't know why. I mean, I, one of them I was sick, but like my my squat was skyrocketing and was skyrocketing, and I think that was just you know you, you can't always have all three lifts go ahead go up. Yeah, yeah. 
I've never had that happen to me in my short career, so it was mentally fucking with me. But this is how simple chat is. Are you stronger? I'm like, yes. Is your technique good? I'm like, yes. He said, oh, then you're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then what, what else is there? That's true, yeah. But that makes I, sense, and it, it, it's good, but, like, mentally it's still not, you know, it's if you don't, Anytime you miss a lift, it's just too, it's so hard to recover sometimes, so. Yeah, mentally, for sure. And it is true, like, a lot of people kind of lose sight where there's, like, there's a bigger picture, right, with, with all of this. It's like, if you if you keep getting strong, you keep improving, it's not like other sports where you got, like, 82 games, and you can have a couple bad days, you have a couple good days, and then you have most of your other days fall within line, the median. We compete right. as powerlifters three, four times a year, maybe? So three, four times a year, and there's 365 days, you need those three, four times to be the strongest you've ever been. It's tough. Sometimes yeah. you'll have a shitty day for one of the three lifts, and if you own it too much and carry it with you, it's difficult. That's easy for me to say because we get so caught up in our numbers, right? Yeah. But yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm very glad that it happened to me because now I know, like, if it ever comes up again, you know, I, I've... I've overcome it and I've hit it in the meat. So that's why, you know, I'm glad it happened to me. So, because I, yeah, like, so I failed 800 all three times and then I pulled 843 at the meet. So, um, so what happened? So you failed those in training or at the meet? In training, training, sorry. Oh, got you. Yeah, so leading up to the meet, I hadn't pulled, I hadn't pulled 800 pounds yet. Holy or in, smokes. In that, in that prep. I mean, my, my previous PR before that 843 was 832. So, um, so you would hit 832 in the comp in training it looked like on the on the surface the wheels were falling off and then you still ended up hitting a PR exactly so Shit. if that ever happens with me again or my clients I can tell them I've been through it you know yeah you just gotta trust the training and if you are getting stronger and your technique is good then you know you and plus, you really can't do anything about it, except you, you can't, in the last month, just try and change your whole workout, your whole programming, because some lifts aren't going well. Yeah, it is you know? what it is by that point. So, yeah. You said, you said Cornelius has the record right now? Is that what you said? Uh, sorry, he's, he's the current number one. Stan Efferding is the all-time world record holder. But Dennis has... Dennis in a YOLO roll out of bed AAU meet has beat it, but it was uncalibrated plates. So ah, it doesn't yeah, that's a little different. If it's uncalibrated yeah. plates. What's his last yeah. name? What? Dennis Cornelius. No, no, no. Uh, who was Efforting. Efforting. No, but you said on the uncalibrated plates. Who was that? That was Dennis. Oh, was Dennis Cornelius? Yeah. Yeah, uh, but it, it doesn't oh, count. Oh, actually, wait. No, I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. Was, uh, he I think he did twenty two thirty. Uh, the world record is twenty two twenty five, but that didn't count. So I I think Dennis's official one is twenty shit 20, low twenty two. I can't remember. He's, um, well, I mean the IPF Worlds are is also four weeks away. So who the flip? Like looking at his his numbers. Do you follow guys on Instagram? Do you follow like some of your competitors on Instagram? See where everybody's at. Yeah, I follow all of them. I, I like I like to be in, involved, and I follow. I'm a big fan, and whether it's USAPL, 
USPA, whatever. I, I try and pay pay attention to all of it. And well, Dennis obviously was is my well, no longer, but he was my uh, teammate as far as being sponsored by Iron Rebel and Granite. So, oh, no and, and we've lifted together. So yeah. So because he's uh his his he's, his training's going well, like he's crushing the weight. So we'll see what happens at the IPF Worlds. He's probably gonna like he. Looks well, like he's he wanted he he wanted to do the U.S. Open and go against these guys, but he couldn't because he couldn't do that and do the worlds. He, yeah, it's an either or situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. um, yeah, like who? So who? When you watch these guys, does that really help push you to to put on the more weights in training and push yourself? Because well, sometimes we talk to people, and some people are like, "All right, to an extent, I'll watch and it helps." But other times, it can get in your head. If you're gonna go head to head with somebody and you're watching too much of their training videos, like you know, training can be misleading. You can miss 800 three times in a row, and then be like, "I probably have this guy on deads." Guy comes out and pulls fucking 845, or uh, you know, so it can be misleading. It can get in your head. How do you feel about that? I think it's healthy. Well, I think it's good for me. I like I said when I started powerlifting and I saw all these people ranked high. It gave me something to shoot for, and then within eight months, I was number two. But That's crazy fast. That's crazy but, fast. But Dennis was so far ahead of everybody. I was like, I need that. He gave me something to chase. Yeah. You know, like if there wasn't Dennis and I was number one, I wouldn't be pushing myself to hit these numbers. But like you know, like breaking the four minute mile. If Dennis wasn't doing all these crazy numbers, I wouldn't think it's possible, or I wouldn't. You know, I would, like I said, I wouldn't think it's possible. I wouldn't be chasing him, but because he is doing it, it it's pushing me and it's uh, it's fueling me. And I want to go against him. And we've tried. We actually tried at the LA Athletics, but I, I forgot what happened with him. But um, and then U.S. Open too. And as far as like, you know, they have all these training videos, IG posts, and they look great. Like we said, it's it's misleading because anything can happen at a meet. Mm -hmm. Injuries, um, a red light, a miss squat, uh, whatever, miss squat, anything like that. Um, people always get sick and whatever from weight uh, from weight cuts and all that, that stuff. Um, so you never will know what's going to happen. So if you, I mean, if you're scared to compete because you see another person putting up numbers, then don't compete. Yeah, you shouldn't be here. And that's the thing too, like some people wanna, I, I know for a lot of like new lifters, they get freaked out and they don't, they don't step on that platform because they're watching too much Instagram and they think I'm not, this isn't for me, I'm not competitive. It's like, well, nobody's competitive when you first start. You just gotta get the ball rolling, you know what I mean? And stop watching what other people are doing so much. Mind your own shit sometimes. Yeah, and, and, you know, you're starting off. You're trying to make weight cut for a, for a lesser weight class because you're afraid of those people in, the, in a bigger weight class. But you're still not gonna be setting any records. So there's yeah, no yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's well, thing. well, unless they're you and they they hit them in nine well, months. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you cut weight? Oh yeah. Yeah, but I only, I only, I, I. So the biggest I walk around at is 285. But like U.S. Open, I was. 282 before I started cutting, but that's yeah. only seven pounds of water. Yeah, that's nothing. nothing for a guy your size. Seven pounds. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So no, I don't. Like the 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 vainness in me doesn't want me to get that heavy or that big. <laughs> but I also don't believe, you know, that extra 
10 pounds is going to help me much. Because um, during the final month or so, I'm just miserable as far as back pumps and my body's already aching. And just to be that much heavier, I just I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, it's definitely like diminishing gains. I mean, you can only yeah, get yeah. so big and then eventually it's what it's actually putting on your, your total is starting to come minute. You know? Yeah, and I don't want to cut weight that hard, you know. Yeah, so. not if it's going to give you like one extra kilo, but you have to kill yourself to do it. You know, it's, yeah, uh, it's, just, it's just another dresser. I'm already stressed enough. <laughs> yeah. How much? How many calories? Do you know how many calories you eat a day? I only count calories per se. I, I count macros. But um, what's your macros at? Let's see. Well, currently, currently I'm trying to cut weight a little bit. Um, it's at your highest. What were you like when you're in your eating the most throughout the year? What's your macros at? It was on average. It was um, 80 grams of protein and 100 grams of carbs a meal. And then oh, a meal because like, when you said 80 grams of protein, 100, I'm like. No fucking way you're eating that's, that much. That's like, a meal? Okay, okay. Yeah, that's six meals. So Holy shit! Whoa, let me bring up the calculator. 640. That's 600 and... Oh, well, sorry. So, okay. Five meals, and then as far as the protein-wise. But the, the carbs was six meals, so yeah. Wowzers. And how much fat would you have? Uh, It was lower fat, because I don't like... The, so it was probably 10 to 20. A meal? Yeah. So six meals. You're oh, you're only between, looking at like sixty between fifty and hundred fat a day. So how yeah. many calories is that? Jesus, that's pretty good. That's low fat comparatively, though. Six hundred. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. Fat. I mean, I I do different kinds of diets, but um, I just like to. I don't know. I'm. I'm I guess I'm afraid of fat unless I'm doing uh like keto or no carbs, you know, or is it low carb diet? You do that kind of stuff every now and then. Yeah, like right now, like actually tomorrow I'm gonna start going keto probably because um, it's like I said, it's hard for me to lose fat, and I could do really or I could do hard for me to lose weight. I do pretty well without needing a lot of carbs really. So this plus right now I'm not prepping for anything, so I don't mind if I potentially lose some some strength. I was but just about I, to say like the scariest thing with that like. So I know as weightlifters, we're all about like carbs help for our or like like glycogen levels and for energy. But so it gets scary. And I know like I've heard some podcasts. I don't know all the science behind it. I'm no Lane Norton. But when it comes to like some of the ketogenic diets, etc. But the scary thing would be like, holy shit, what if you got weaker or lost what you had? But if you got nothing coming up, this is the time to try it out. Well, what I what I heard mostly about that is that it affects it just with the low carbs. It's harder to get. Uh, the energy levels up to when you go to the gym like to actually do the training like where you have like eat a lot of your carbs and then you go work out but some people it's, it's harder to get that that carb load before you go in right because you're not eating them well what, what have you heard in terms of the the science behind the ketogenic diets like it, do you because some people swear by it and they think they're initially initially you feel shitty and then when you get over that hump and your body actually gets used to it and adapts you start getting more energy you know is that isn't that the way it's yeah but it so there's a common misconception about keto. People think keto is like high protein, like no carbs, protein still high, and fats moderate to high. But true keto is very low protein, high, high, high fat, and zero oh, carbs. No shit. Yeah. So like it for me, it would, I'd probably be doing like 125 grams of protein a day, and then like 
I don't know, 200 grams of fat. That's, how, would yeah. you, how, would you, how would you get your fat sources from? Because the, the tough uh, meat, what's that? Red meat, but it brings too much protein to the table. Yeah, so it'd be it'd be avocados, yeah. bacon, bacon, um, bacon and avocados, yeah, yeah. And coconut, coconut oil, just more fats, like from actual fat, and then um, more red meat, uh, cheese, stuff like that. But also, I'm not going to be eating as much total. Yeah, because so. that doesn't sound like it'd be nearly as much calories. So you yeah, might but try- yeah. You definitely have a two, like a ten day to two week period where you're just adjusting to where you're switching your energy source from from proteins and fats to uh, or proteins and carbs to fats, and to get into ketosis it takes that long. So the brain fog and the a little bit of like just low energy comes, um, but after you adjust to it, everyone that I talk to who actually do it the right way feel better, and I in some most a lot of instances they actually get stronger. Because as far as if you're not lowering your calories too much, because at the end of the day, you just need calories yeah. to survive. There's no reason why you can't still lift well uh, if you have enough calories. You're just switching the energy source. Mm-hmm. But you can't do high reps. Like you'll be going like one, two, three, but at six reps, you hit a, you hit a wall because of the lack of carbohydrates and the ATP and all that, or not ATP, but glycogen. So you can still lift and be pretty strong, but you just can't lift like higher reps. It's harder to. Is do you? Is there anybody that we might know that are uh, powerlifters who have done the uh, ketogenic diet? Uh, I mean, Mark Bell has put out a lot of easy, free information on that. But I, you know, I just read like books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are you going to tell Chad Wesley? Like, are you going to have to? Shake up the program a little bit when it comes to the volume phases due to this new diet. Oh, I don't. I don't get. Uh, sorry, I don't work with Chad in the off season. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, we talk. Like, okay. So I told you I was gonna try and have a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you did. Well, I almost forgot about that. Well, it's gonna have like people show up, like guest guest uh, appearances. But so yesterday, uh, so I now live in Irvine, California. It's it's. I'm literally like 15 minutes away from Chad. Okay. So we had a barbecue. I had a barbecue at my pool yesterday, and it was Chad. Uh, you know, guys know Kristen Dunsmore. I believe so. I think we've shared. He, he works with her. Yeah, he works. She works with Chad Juggernaut. And then I was, you know, Marissa was gonna come, but she had her kids. And then uh, you know Amanda uh, Hapriken. Yeah. You guys post her. Yeah. And then Molly, we've interviewed. Molly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Molly. So we this super strong barbecue gathering at my house. Wait, I think we see pictures. pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Amanda Instagram posted a picture. Story. Yeah. Yeah. So she I was going to Super strong try, barbecue. <laughs> I was trying to get them to. It's like, the super, it's like the Justice League came over for a barbecue. Right. <laughs> right. So I was going to try and have uh, maybe one of them show up, but, you know, it's just Sunday is kind of hard, so. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I don't I don't work with Chad in the off season, but we still talk, we keep and communicate, but he trusts me to know what I'm doing as far as everything, hypertrophy and all that. And uh, he's always giving me free reign on the accessories when I do when I do his workouts anyways. So 
who uh, who else do you have for athletes? I know you have Amanda right now. Who Who's else? killing it? She's yeah, like she's killing it. There, but who... strong as hell, man. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, other also last yesterday at the pool was uh, her name's uh, Aisha, and her Instagram name is Aisha Haley. She um, she's like she's pulled four forty before at, at one forty eight. Holy. So, but I've, I haven't, so I haven't been coaching that long as far as powerlifting, but I've been personal, I've been personal trainer for like 12 years. So mm. far, like coaching, personal training, all that, I've been do, doing that for 12 years, but, uh, programming for powerlifting specifically, I've only been doing since for like eight months. Mm-hmm. But I have, I just don't have any big names, but you know, I don't care about that. Well, I Amanda's just care not, that Amanda's getting up there and Amanda, now that's T, T's girlfriend, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And we're so they you guys all it, is T also a two seventy fiver? At no. times? No, he cuts like a mo He goes to two forty two. Yeah, he's he's two forty two. Was he ever gonna go up to but he isn't isn't he like close? Does he walk around at like two seventy though? Yeah, he walks around like two sixty five. Because he's a huge two forty two er. Yeah. Yeah, I mean when he when he first started powerlifting, he was like he might have done one or two meets at, at two seventy five. But Nowadays, you know, if he's gonna compete, it's gonna be to like well, do he, something big. He missed weight five times. He competed at yeah. two seventy five like five times by accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by accident. He does. He doesn't aim to be two seventy five. It just happens. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think he'll be. Uh, you know, like he couldn't come yesterday because he's you know he's got middle, he's trying to get in the medical school and he's got all these tests and mm-hmm. uh, school and all that. So I don't think he's got anything planned in the near future as far as competing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got more important stuff to worry about. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so who do you take inspiration from, or who do you besides myself? Yeah. Who else? <laughs> who do you uh, who do you like watching? Like you said, you watch Instagram for the for the people in the lifts, but who do you actually like enjoy watching on there? Man, I like a lot of people, and I just like I said, I'm a big fan. And um, <laughs> do you watch like mult like? Do you watch people who are IPF or women's yeah. or you watch everybody too? All of it. I watch no shit. girls, males, all that. And then, you know, like I, I, um, I'm trying to say, I see Susan Salazar a lot. Yeah, yeah. She's, I talked to her and she, you know, I'm a big fan, but she's like a great person too. So, um, it, all the girls like Molly, uh, Susan, Stacy Bird, I'm big fans of them. And then IPF wise, um, obviously Ray Williams and Katie Ann and um, you know Dennis, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and um, but yeah, and then everyone in the you know, but no one as far as guys, I don't really pay attention to anybody below uh, one ninety eight. No offense. <laughs> Is that why you didn't know my name when you first came on here? <laughs> you like. <laughs> You're under 200 pounds. I don't know who you are. That's how it goes, man. No, but yeah. So like, other than like Pitbull, I don't know a lot of people, you know, just the top guys. You know what? Don't feel bad. We, out of all these interviews and all the ones we did when we asked people, they always say the same thing. Usually one weight class up, one weight class down, and they don't know a fucking Usually, person. Other it's, than harder, that. Like, it's harder to relate yeah. if they're like too far away from your size. Because yeah, then you're like, I... You're like, I know that's good, but it's harder to relate to yourself if it's too yeah. far away. I mean, I could I could name like one or two from each weight class, but yeah, beyond other, that, it gets tougher and tougher. Yeah, but but the but no, I every day I I 
you know, on my Instagram, and I'm a big fan of just anybody lifting well, and you know, and um, but I don't like people who are like cocky, which 99% of the time they aren't. You know, yeah. they just let let the lifting do the talking, which I like. So yeah, powerlifting is kind of it's not really like MMA and boxing. We get a whole lot of shit talking, but you do have it's a little different. It's more how people carry themselves and present themselves, right? Sometimes they try to carry themselves like they're big time. When it's like, man, we are lifting weights, and none of us are celebrities, right? We well, you, right? Don't, have, you don't have as much rivalry in it, so there's not as much shit talk. And and really, no matter how much you shit talk, it's it's left on the platform. You can talk all you want, but at the end of the day, you're gonna build the total. So, it is what it is. Yeah. yeah. If, and if yeah. you're the guy shit talking all over Instagram or whatever else, and then go up and bomb out on your meat, you are gonna you look like an idiot. You're gonna probably close your Instagram down because you're gonna get busted. Like, what are some of the uh, rivalries that you saw like in the past year or so that you were got you your interest? I know you don't really aren't into. Um, much of smaller guys, but I was there at the IPF Worlds doing the commentating. For me, the Brett Gibbs John Hack showdown was pretty big. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, I watched. I watched that. Ray, then, Ray um, Williams thousand pound squat was a big one for me. Um, I was at the Arnold where uh, at the Arnold this year. I was actually on the side when Ray Williams squatted that. Whatever ten. Yeah, that was pretty wild. That was pretty wild. Yeah, and that yeah, became the, the world rivalries. Game. Man, um, I mean, at the U.S. Open, there was a bunch of, I, I wouldn't call it rivalries, but just a bunch of, like, great head-to-head um, -head stuff, you know? There was oh, yeah. a lot at the Look U.S. Open. U.S. Open was wild, especially uh, Larry but, Wheels. But there was a lot of injuries went down, too, though. That I was, was that was a problem. Where there it was, was a lot of great battles to watch. There was a lot of injuries that just kind of ended I wish, like, a, like, like, like yourself or, like, a Larry Wheels or, like, some of these guys who got injured, like, to, to follow it out and see what would have happened. Frank, it, man. The training looked phenomenal for even, all you guys. Uh, yeah, even um, Andrew got injured. Like, if there's, it, it was like the Super Bowl powerlifting um, in terms of USAPA. Like, all the big names there. And it's, like, you know, it's there's so much pressure. Guys are going to go for those. Well, it's one of the weeks. only times you see the Russians fly over for something. The Russians came in. Oh, yeah, man. It sucks that some of you guys didn't make it to the end. I, I, think, I think a big reason for that is is because of the stakes and the money on the line. Probably in training, we all push too much where we pulled, we should have pulled back. If it was any other meet, we would have, but. Mm -hmm. So I think by the time we shilled up, uh, and then all the extreme weight cuts, I think we were just too beat up, so. Do you think, you know. they, I don't know if you got any indication of, are they gonna do this again next year, do you think? Was there any talk of that that you know of, or? Yeah, I, I've, I heard they're talking about it, but. They're they're still up in there as far as the money and then what organization to uh, run it through again. Yeah, because that was man, that's a hell of a lot of cake they threw on the table. Yeah, I just I just think you, they just went so. I mean, whatever I forget last year was a hundred thousand or something, but to go up to to double it is just ridiculous. And even a little more, like yeah, they had like a quarter. Of yeah, maintain that. And, and and the thing is, like it's. Um, whoever's putting up the money is like just doing it out of the kindness of their heart because they're not walking away near covering those kind of expenses, right? No, unless it's like a non-profit or something. I don't know. Yeah. Right they, Maybe. But. They, they might, yeah, they might have something, but it's definitely business-wise. I don't know how many they, times they, they may be looking at it as eventually keep growing each year, bigger, bigger, see what happens. Like, uh, you know, they, they're, they're taking a chance. They're pushing it. They're pushing it. Whoever whoever put the money probably isn't hurting. Powerlifting used to be on TV. 
that, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and maybe someone's yeah. going to try to make a run because, you know, all it takes is that these guys get picked up by a, a Bud Light, you know? Oh, fuck. If like Bud something Light, like if they, if they one, used one, to have sponsors like that. That's what I'm saying. One big sponsor like that, powerlifting is going to blow up again. Yeah. And then once you're on TV again, all of a sudden everybody's watching house night household names. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, who do they have there? Do they have like the Kazes or anyone like that walking around? They had, I know C.T. Fletcher was there, and that's a huge ass name with a big following. And wasn't like, didn't they have Chuck Norris yeah, or something? Chuck shit? Norris they were, like a promo ad for that. Was Chuck they Norris had there? Chuck Norris and Terry Crews. Yeah, Terry Crews. Oh, Crews. Yeah. You know, that didn't make sense to me because number one, they don't even like powerless. <laughs> yeah, like in Martha Stewart. I don't know. They got her. <laughs> yeah. No, but as far as who, I think Kaz was there, but, um, you know, I, I anybody other than Ed Cohn, I really don't, I don't recall. Ed I wasn't paying attention to that, but obviously, yeah. but. Especially um, when you're lifting. After you got hurt, did you, did you just sit back and watch the rest? Are you pretty, it's got to be pretty hard. I watched, like... I watched some of it. I stayed for probably most of the, all of the bench, but I, I had, a, I just wanted to go. I didn't want to sit there anymore. It's and my little... legs was. It's a little hard when you think you had 40K on the table and that just got taken away from you. Well, it wasn't – I already knew I wasn't going to be in the running for the 40K because, number one, I wasn't going to do sleep. I wasn't rapping because I wanted to go for uh, the world record. And ah, okay. Sleeps, but I just want to do it on that stage, which would have been the biggest stage. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, looking back now, because I competed in January at the LA Athletics, well, if it, were, if it wasn't the U.S. Open and all that money in that stage, I wouldn't have competed. I would have just taken more time off. So I, I'm not sure that if that contributed to my quad tier because um, training was good and, you know, I had like a right knee pain, but I tore my left quad. So I, and warm-ups felt really good and, you know, I had no worries. So... Um, so, quick question. So, you said you weren't going to rap because you wanted that, that world record. But if you rapped, would you be in contention, you think, to have gotten some dough? If you wrapped up those uh, things? Uh, no. <laughs> no, okay. Because I was going to say. Well, I've never rapped, so I don't know how, long, how much it would add to my, my squat. But if, um, let's just say I add 50 pounds to what I thought I was going to do. Um, Yuri could have. If Yuri had a good day, he would have beaten everybody by more. Like Yuri missed his third squat and his third bench, I think. Yeah. So, um, also, you know, Larry decided to do sleeves too. I don't know if, what he would do if he did wraps too. But. And why, um, why is that? Do you think? Uh, was he just not? Well, some, somebody was on here said that Larry was getting more out of his wrap or out of his sleeves than his wraps at the time. So you know, Larry and I are teammates too. Uh, he's sponsored by Iron Rebel now too, but he said he just couldn't get used to it. Yeah. He didn't like. Yeah. And it wasn't going to help. So in the two in the two seventy five though, who was up there with you in the two seventy fives at the U.S. Open? Um. Let's see, there was Steve Johnson, Forsaken Warrior. Um, Who else? Who came in? Who came in second? Because I know Joey Sullivan took. Are you talking about the overall? Or just 275? Because Joey Sullivan's not 275. But I'm just saying, there was a guy who who was else on the podium. I think he might have been a 275er. Uh, Doyle? What weight class was he? No, Doyle's three weight. 
Was he three hundred eight? Okay. So yeah. two seventy five. Would you? Were you the favorite for two seventy five? Oh, okay, so not to be cocky, but yeah, based on my total. <laughs> well, well no, like honestly, the, the only person who could have beat me was Zahir, but he pulled out. No shit. Okay. Zahir, so Zahir even, even in sleeves, even in sleeves. No, no, I'm saying yeah, even in sleeves, I would beat all the rap guys. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, good for you. Well, because so currently, I think that the the top wrapped total is like. I think Evan Messing just did is like twenty two, ten or something. Yeah. So I'm I'm like twenty pounds away raw. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And dude, yeah. Evan's Evan's an absolute beast. He looks like a shaved gorilla. That guy is freaking scary, yeah. man. His style is so pretty. It's yeah. Amazing. When he gets hyped up and he's walking around, it's like scary to watch. Yeah. He's what like uh, he's like Herbie. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah he scares the shit out of people. Herbie's <laughs> an absolute monster too. Is Herbie? Yeah. Herbie's they're both. They're both they're both like the nicest guys ever. Yeah. Are crazy. they in real life? You know, yeah. like talking to Herbie, I just talked to him on like social media, so not like in real life, but they look free. They actually, they look kind of like twins. Like they'd be like twin bosses in a video game or some shit. Like those guys yeah. are straight out of a comic book, the way they're built. Very yeah. intimidating. Beast. Yeah. So, I mean, Larry, Larry had a shot too. I mean, not Larry, uh, Herbie had a shot too yeah. before he tore he his tricep. Well. Yeah, yeah. His training was, it was going insane for him coming into that. Yeah. He's doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. So who ended up taking the 275s? I don't even remember. It was Steve Johnson. Was it okay? Yeah, but he it's it's funny because he didn't even beat his own pre his own his own personal PR. He just he basically just survived. And that's <laughs> it. You know what? Like, yeah. and we we're talking about this that's earlier. All, that's sometimes in a in a regular meet, that's all you need to do. That's sports, man. We we're talking about this earlier. Anything can happen. It doesn't like yeah. some people. You have favorites moving in, and some guy might be like, well, shit, maybe I might post up in fourth place. Maybe. Or you could walk away with 10 Gs in your pocket and win the, win the biggest meet of the year because anything can happen in sports. Well, right? someone bombs out, they gets injured, anything and, could happen. Yeah, yeah. Or someone misses a lift and yeah. they thought they should have had it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so how much, I think the paycheck was, was it 10 Gs to win your division? Which is Yeah, really either 8 or 10 to win your weight class. So I was I was hoping to at least get that, but uh, that hit the spot. Yeah. Uh, like ten G's US too, which like up here in Canada is like a hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would I I would have retired. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah. So hopefully they redo it. So what is probably the next meet that you're planning on doing? Um. So I think, as far as ideally, for a prep. I would want like, or in between means I want like six, seven solid months. Um, like, so I, I don't know what I'm hundred percent as far as my quad is it, as yeah. far as I know, it's feeling good. But I think at the eight week mark is when I I'll be mentally, uh, secure as far as pushing it, starting to, or actually starting to like squat. Like mm -hmm. right now I'm just doing leg press and stuff. So in another month, it'll be, you know, right at July. So from there, I want to, I, probably something in November. Uh, November, there's uh, Reebok Record Breakers. Yeah, and then, that's pretty um, But it, it, if I'm not close to, like, the only, the next time I step on the platform, I want to break the world record again, obviously. I mean, there's just not much else for me to go for. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not, if training, I'm not on pace, then um, I'm for sure doing the LA Fed Expo. Mm -hmm. That's that's what I'm going to peak for again because I just love that crowd. 
it's an expo. So, you know, even if there's only like 200 people inside the expo who bought seats, everyone around the expo can watch. So yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a what about, great stage. What about Boss of Bosses? It's too soon. It's too August. Soon, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. yeah. That'd be way yeah. too soon. Maybe the following year. Yeah. Boss of Bosses is another big show. That guy's all the big, a lot of big names go and rumble at as well. Have you done Boss of Bosses before? No, I've, I've never, no. Have you met Dan Green, the boss himself? I haven't met him, no. No shit. Well, no, you... I'm not, I don't know. I mean, I, I've never had a chance to uh, see him or, yeah, like, he was at the US Open, but I never, I never saw him. I feel like he was around, but not in physical form. His aura, his presence, because that's how big he is. <laughs> he's, no, like, he's like a deity. I mean, like, he's like, was, he, he uh, takes physical form every now and then and, and graces us with his appearance. Isn't he? He Seriously, Dan Green is one of those dudes, in terms of like the current scene, who has almost legendary, like a living legend, even though he's not, like, a, hasn't been in the game as long as Ed Cohen yet. But fuck, man, does he, like, on Instagram, he follows no one. You know, it literally follows no one, but has like a hundred thousand people following him. He's bodied yeah. up like a freaking comic book guy and has all these records. Yeah, and, I just no. I would like to meet him. I like to meet everybody, but uh, I think at the U.S. Open, he obviously he was like helping uh, Herbie, but they're in a different flight. So, but um, yeah, boss of bosses. If you know, maybe next year. But it for me, it's just it's just timing. You know. Luckily, there's there's enough big big meets out there now. Yeah, especially, and you can make some money doing the Fit Expo as well, right? Yeah, they actually uh, they actually announced that it's going to be a twenty five hundred dollar payout for overall. No shit. Well, it's I noticed there's more and more meets coming up, and I'm seeing more and more cash prizes coming up for them for you know thousand dollars best deadlift twenty five hundred per class stuff like that. I'm yeah. seeing more of them. Well, if you up. want if you want the big lifters to compete at your meet, you've got to put up the money. And that's you know? crazy, like, because, like, we're IPF lifters, so we don't, aren't used to this kind of situation. Like, that's not the case over, but um, I guess the USAPA, they're really, like, the, there's money flowing around. But it's nice to see. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, it's, it's definitely nice to see money. I mean, you train all year for something. It's nice to get something other than... Like, have a paycheck. Other, crazy. Well, you're, it puts a little bit more on you to do it, a little bit more in your training, but it's... It, it's it's more than just a medal. Well, if you're taking off time from work or whatever the hell might yeah. pop up, expense wise, yeah, we got we got to pay to to get out there too. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's what I mean. A flight in, whatever else, like mm -hmm. yeah, it ain't cheap. That's for sure. Hotels, food, yeah. and I mean, you're paying for coaching. A lot, yeah, of, yeah. a lot of people are paying for coaching all year. It's not free. No, it ain't cheap. No, no, Chad Wesley's Chad Wesley doesn't come come free. You know, he, that's one of the best in the world. So if people want to approach you for coaching. Um, how would they approach you? Uh, what's the best way to reach you? And also, if you want to give a shout out to any sponsors and whatnot um, that you want to, who are your sponsors? Okay, so my coaching uh, business is reachperformance.com. But the easiest way to, to uh, reach me is on through my Instagram. You can direct message me or just email me at um, breachcoaching at gmail.com. And uh, you know, shout out to, so I actually, so I coach for myself, but I also coach for Chad's online coaching, uh, juggernaut online coaching oh, too. Oh no shit. Okay. You're a juggernaut coach. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you can find me through there too. Um, so shout out to Chad, 
Shout out to my sponsors, Iron Rebel, Granite Supplements. Um, also, if you're a food prep company, I would love to be there sponsored. There we go. Yeah, well, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then just you know all my all, all my friends and uh, followers and fans who uh, you know comment and like my stuff. And, um, thanks to you guys for the, the first interview. Yeah, no worries, man. Listen, good luck with the recovery. One question. Yeah, go ahead. So we always ask every lifter the one question is, in this sport, when it's all said and done, how do you want to be remembered? Um, you know, that's something I actually do uh, think about all the time. Is So I know in me trying to meet a lot of people, as many people as I can, whether they're in this organization, that organization, whether they're natty, whatever, guy, girl, whatever, I just want to be known as someone who uh, was a big fan of sport and just wants the sport to grow and never made enemies, was always good to people. Um, but then lifting-wise, I do want to be known as one of the best. I want to be an all-time great. And... It's it's funny, but I want to be. I kind of want to be like Ed Cohn, where like I set some records, and now I just travel the world, going to meets and seminars, and just not a bad life, huh? Not a bad life. And you know, talk powerlifting and whatever. So being known and getting the respect from everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're off to a you're off to a flying start, man. Less than two years in, I think you're pacing well to hit your goals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thanks for coming on. Keep in touch. And uh, when you got a meet lined up, we'll do it again and we'll talk. Oh, definitely. Okay, buddy. Thanks for coming right, on. Thank you. Have a good right. one. Only a year and a half, man. Did not know that. Did that not is, know that. That is... Did not know that. You know, we were... I guess Holy we never really thought about it, but it was, but he's I mean, been like like he's like he was he's a presence, so crazy. we never really thought about it, and and the people he's with, like you see him with, it feels like dude, it feels like he's been around the whole time. I know, Things, but he's been let's just say he's been lifting a hell of a long time. He's been lifting, but yeah. I mean he wasn't. He came around. He didn't he, even deadlift. But you know, he tell you the whole about, Instagram powerlifting, bodybuilding, it blew up on the internet, right? So mm -hmm. I mean, you never knew what his story was behind that. Yeah, yeah. And he was right in the mix with the Larry Wheels and the Kevin Oaks and all yeah, the different yeah. guys in there, and he was just nobody knew. Yeah. But, and he was right up there, like Iron Rebel, like you know what I mean? Like he had the sponsors, he had everything. Yeah. So I guess we just kind of pass it off as you a guy. just think this dude. And, was, and he's. He's fucking huge. Yeah. Like he's, he's, well, but, but yeah. So that's he's why a two hundred and eighty like, pound guy. It's not like you yeah. expected him to to not be lifting. Like yeah, but he was like not deadlifting. No, that's that's crazy. He had never deadlifted, and now he's deadlifting like freaking eight hundred and something. Eight forty three. I think he was saying yeah. something like that. It's crazy, man. Wowzers. That's probably we've heard like Isabella Weisenberg say three years in she broke a world record. I think he's got well that two seventy five class. It's funny the number one and number two. I mean the all time is has was around forever. Stan Efferding, but the number one number two is Dennis Cornelius, who's only been lifting for three years, and, and he's and he's tested. Right. He's, he's that's crazy that he's the number one in the world, and he's he's an IBF. I would have assumed. And he, and he don't he doesn't, but he's not number one. He has a, he has. A, the all-time total, he's the number one in that class. Stan Efferding, I don't think, competes anymore. No. So Stan Efferding has the all-time total, but right now the top of the order is 
That's, Cornel- that like, he's number one in the world right yeah. now. And he's an IPF guy. That's, that's pretty crazy. Although, not crazy crazy because a weight class up, it would be Ray. Regardless of tested and untested, it would be Ray. So, fuck, that's pretty crazy. But when, they, when, you, when we talk about that, I mean, Dennis said that he only compares himself to the best in the world. He doesn't care. He doesn't care what class. Best in the world yeah. is who he goes against. Because he said he compares himself to 308s. He compares himself to the 120 pluses. Like. Yeah. Which is great. Like, you, you, like, you realize how tough this is. Like, John Hack is a phenomenal IPF guy, IPF world champion, amazing lifter. He goes in the untested division. Like, he's not walking away with wins, right? Like, he's, he's trying to hang. He's doing his best. Fairly competitive. But he's not walking away with wins where it's crazy to think. Like, these guys would walk into an untested and, and, be, and be winning. That's pretty crazy. Because, like, that, you know? But, um, so yeah. Like, but Dennis is a beast. Ray's a beast. Those guys are the highest Wilkes's. In the IPF worlds, it's Dennis Cornelius, Ray Williams, and Fedoshenko, depending on the order on the day. But it's those guys who are the Mount Rushmore. Well, they're all chasing the six. Wilkes's. Yeah. They'll be the first. They, they, the Wilkes's are what, all. I, I'm expecting, like, that's my call out, is at this worlds, you're going to see someone break the 600. Someone's it's breaking. One of those they're, they're, they're in the 590s. It's right there. Someone's has, breaking that has 600. Has Fedoshenko ever broke six, I wonder? Oh. I think, I think only in Equipped. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, yeah. They're crazy. They're all floating around there. Because I think Dennis said he was 594. You know, with him, he was was a little different than I thought. Like, very humble, which is every lifter we keep doing seems to be the same way, you know. And um, I guess being still, it's a weird thing to call him a noob because a year and a half in, you know, and being the second guy. Green. Yeah, yeah, like he's green at it, but I he's mean, only had a couple. But you can you can tell how passionate he is about the learning aspect yeah. of it. Like I mean, he this guy's reading and 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 you know what I mean. Like every little thing he can do to, to better himself, mm-hmm. and it shows when you become the second in eighteen months. Like, yeah, that's nuts. But he was saying, you know, I don't have any big clients. I disagree because Amanda's a beast. She's a beast. But the other thing is, is is we've talked about it with other coaches. Don't pick your number one client. Pick yeah. one. And there's a there's a that young lady come out of nowhere and is just smashing the shit out of stuff, man. Yeah, so, yeah. so if that's one of your clients, yeah, pat yourself yeah, on the yeah, back. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, anyone like, uh, I think... She's got a hell of an atmosphere to be around, though. That's her coach and T's her boyfriend. Yeah, and like, look at their freaking little pool party. Is yeah. Like the top <laughs> <people> <laughs> what he said to the strong, strongest barbecue. Like, what the hell? <laughs> the world's strongest barbecue. That's yours, man. That's yours. When I have family barbecue, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty interesting, and he is pretty uh, low-key. He says, I don't like to get too excitable or whatever. Like, he's very stoned. But I kind of get that, player but I kind of get that, though, in training, though, too, is I think a lot of people amp up too much for their training. Like, that's a, that's my own personal opinion. And what he said I, you're too running is, that adrenaline nonstop. It might, not, it might look on the surface some certain way. He's pushing. Like he's, yeah, he's pushing. He's, trust me, I'm working. But I, just, I don't outwardly show it, but that doesn't mean I'm not working. But he's, he's he's more focused on the lifting than he is the adrenaline to get the lift through. Like, just yeah, making yeah, sure yeah. everything goes right. Like he said, yeah. he does not want to fail in the gym. Yeah. That's what he said. I don't want to fail in training. Yeah. That's, it'll be interesting to see if this is what he's doing a year and a half in. If he's if he just typed that peaked early, and he'll be normal progress, or if we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg for a guy who's only a year and a half in. It's hard to That's, say. It's hard to say. It could go either way. I'm not saying, like, because uh, obviously... A year and a half in, you, you fly up this high, you're not going to go, like, the, the pace can't be like that every single year. Or else I fucking hope not. Yeah, it'd be crazy. It'd be <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> this guy's going to start lifting people's totals. And yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
the thing is too though is like we talked about it with when we talked with Ruby she's that he said that uh, some guys are gonna come out of this like come out of the gates running some guys are gonna be leading the pack you know what I mean mm. and, and and he's he's one of these guys who just come out of there like nothing was it was it Ruby she was saying that he, he put he paid his dues put in his time it took him a while and he but he, to yeah, build he just keeps building yeah. he said I'm the guy that's gonna keep building my total and yeah he and just he's, keeps, he's like I'm fine if guys come out early start he, he, he was mentioning start. wheels wheels just come out of nowhere and yeah, just yeah. wham like you yeah, know some guys take to it like fish but that's okay some dudes don't and it takes time that's also okay it's not where you start it's where you end up yeah that's what he said. It's, it's all yeah. about the total in the end. He goes, I keep yeah. chipping it each year, you know, a little bit That's more, right. a little bit more. That's right, yeah. And Rubish is already established, too. Yeah. If he retired today, he's laid his mark. Yeah, another interesting interview, man. Thanks for tuning in. As always, yeah. peace out.